Mm. Yeah. Sweet. It's just sweet. And welcome everybody to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Ball, Balder, Balderdash. Balderdash. How you doing, Johnny? Did I stutter <clears throat> a little bit? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I got kind of a What's busy happening? week, and uh, I think next next week I'll be a little busy. We'll have to figure out when we're going to do the podcast because I'll be out of town Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm, yeah, maybe we'll have to do it earlier. Take comes into town next Wednesday. Oh, he's going to go over there to Rhode Island. He's coming to visit us, and yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Come on over. <clears throat> That'll mean Nathan will be home more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> those two ding dongs. That's all right. They're 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 good <laughs> friends. They've been they've been friends yes, for are. a very good, very long good. time. So, yes, they have. And well, they, uh, I think they need each other at times. So that's good. Yeah. And how are you doing? And sometimes they probably shouldn't spend so much time together. Uh, I'm good. I just got back yesterday from a trade show in North Carolina. Ooh. So that was weird. Oh. Trade shows around like design and furniture are there's a lot of weird people. Like not all of them are weird, but there's a lot of a lot of leopard print <laughs> in clothing, not in the things. Like people are people get done up at this at this thing. It's called High Point and it's it's very strange, but it's kind of fun. Is it a lot of I like cuz I get to talk to people. 50 year old something white women with white hair or really blonde hair wearing leather or leopard print? <laughs> There are several of those. Uh, there's lots of rhinestones. Yeah. And they probably have like red glasses. Do they yeah. have like red be- glasses on? So, sometimes, yeah. 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 It's, a, it's a mix. I mean, it's, it's all ages, but it, it definitely <laughs> skews towards middle-aged white women. Yeah. That's good. We fit right in. No, not, not, not so bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they, they love me. They love pinch your cheeks. I, was, I got a new... Uh, and your face. <laughs> I got a new suit jacket. Because we have to wear like business casual, so we have mm-hmm. to wear uh, blazers. I got a new blazer that's tagged as red, but it's like almost more pink than it is red. And I got yeah. tons of compliments on it. Hey, well, I was looking sharp. There you go, Atta boy. But just like CZ Top, I was a sharp dressed man. Sharp dressed man, yeah. Well, uh, this is beer, bourbon, and balderdash. For those of you that might be new, and what we do is we drink a little beer. We have a little bourbon. And uh, then we talk some balderdash, which is just another word for nonsense or bullshit. And um, so we're going to start with the... We have some fun tonight. Yeah, we're going to start with the beer. So, Johnny, what is the beer tonight? Ooh, So tonight's going to be a little bit of a big one. This is going back to the Northwest uh, Oscar Blues Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Um, their Scotch Ale called Old Chub. Mm-hmm. This is a beer that you would buy because you're like, Old Chub. That's funny. I'm going to try it. <laughs> what does it make you think of when you, you hear do, the word old you, chub? What's the first visual that comes to your mind? Like a, a grandpa with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> he just uh, pantless uh, sits on his rocking chair on his front porch. And, uh, and yeah. the kids, they all scream as they or run by. because he's a Speedo that's a little. Yeah. <laughs> the kids, they all scream when he runs by because <laughs> he has to stand to yell at him. And they're like, no. We see his old chub. It could be, it could be the guy that like wears a speedo that's you know fit him one day, but then he like 
lost a lot of weight or it just is really old so it sags and his wiener <laughs> hangs out and he doesn't give a shit just out the 85. side out of the leg hole he's got on an the old, side yeah he's <clears throat> and he's got an old chub yeah. well hold on uh just I, I already opened mine did you hear that yeah you got well helen loves this beer so okay. this is a beer that we've been drinking as a couple oh. for a long time okay and uh so when we do our cheers i want to include my beautiful wife All that's right. okay with you Yes, and our let's listener. Do it. Yeah. Are you ready? Cheers. Great. Ready? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you, Wes. Cheers to you guys. Thanks, Helen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. I love Scotch Ale. Me too. Oh, oh that is good. <laughs> that is honestly, it's um I, oh. I feel like the first time I had old Chubb out of a can, I didn't like it. Oh. Uh, and so I was a little hesitant to buy this one because on draft it's delicious, but mm, this is good. Yeah, very malty, sweet. Yeah, 8%. It's an 8% beer. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's a very classic Scotch ale. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of hop flavor, but the right amount of hop bitterness to just um, to balance it just a little bit. I think my first Scotch ale was uh, the uh, Pike- Oscar Blues Brewing Company. I think maybe the Pike. Yeah, it was Pike. Oh, it was the Kilt Lifter. Yeah, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. I love Kilt Lifter. Uh, did we have Kilt Lifter? Mm, I'm not sure. It might be on the list of two halves. Yeah, might might be. Might be. I think I think we have, but that's okay. It doesn't mean we can't do it again. Yep. Colors uh, dark for those of you that are in the Northwest. Is there a delay in our talking? There I might be. Like there's a delay. There might be. Oh well. Fuck. <laughs> we'll talk over each yep, other all night long, and that'll delay. be fun. <laughs> <clears throat> that took a while. Uh, for those of you who are from the Northwest, you might recognize uh, Dale's Pale Ale, which is another Oscar Blues. It's like their flagship beer. Uh, they're pretty good size out there in the Northwest. I think they're down in like Centralia or some shit like that. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, they've ex- they've expanded. Uh, oh, no. I'm totally wrong. Uh, Brevard, North Carolina. That's weird. Uh, Longmont, Colorado, Austin, Texas. So they're all over the place. Oh yeah, I, Helen just reminded me they used to be in Fort George, but like, huh. <coughs> oh well. Yeah, so definitely yeah, if, they don't they don't have a Washington location anymore. That sucks. Well, definitely, if anyone's <laughs> looking for a very yummy Scotch ale, um, definitely try it on draft. That's that's preferred way, um, but if you can get it in can, this is maybe they've always been a Colorado brewery. This is a fantastic beer. This is a great, great beer. This is very good. You know, it's going to go down quick. Should have got four. <laughs> this <laughs> this delay is going to be rough, Wes. Is it too rough for you? I don't know how to. Uh... No. Okay. I don't know how to speed it up. Yeah, well, we don't know it how to speed It didn't seem like it was that bad when we first got started. No, I know. It must be some must be an internet thing in which uh, both my children are home, so they must be eating all my internets and causing a delay, I think is what the problem is. This is why we have to, you know, yeah. you got to move back so we could do this, you know, face-to-face all the time. So, Is there a storm in the middle of the country that might be slowing down our signal? Yeah, that's it. It's a storm. Ooh, guess what? It's better now. Is it? 
It's a little better. I, I reset clean feed. Actually, now it seems to be working better. It's a lot better because now on the zoom here, your your mouth like matches. Your ma- <laughs> I was like watching an anime for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, that's well, better. Yeah. Well, well the whisk. Time, whisk- time to drink some more. And we're going to still talk the over what? each other. So that's good. <laughs> the whiskey tonight is uh, the spirit of uh, Roche Jean. Uh, what were we supposed to have tonight? Okay, we were because I created a list. Yeah, we were supposed to have Jura the Road, and Jura is a single why, malt. Why are we not? Because I accidentally took it with me on vacation and finished it, <laughs> forgetting <laughs> that I gave you. I couldn't remember. That's all right. That's because you drank it all. <laughs> I know it, it was a birthday okay. bottle that's ex- from that's acceptable. Uh, from Max. So, so. So should I wait till you find some more or should I just drink that little bit? I tried looking around here for it actually just the last couple of days when we, when I looked at the list, uh, I think he got it mm-hmm. out of country. Oh, and, uh, then I'll just drink it. I guess you should just enjoy it. it it's that one I in will, particular, it'll be a lonely, <clears throat> well, share it with, uh, share it with Helen and you guys can, it's, yeah, it's a little, cause you know how much she likes birds. Urban. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's a little peaty at the end, uh, and uh, so it's got a slight smoke, but it's mostly single malt. It's a very, it's a very, it's a very nice uh, single malt. But tonight we're going to have the spirits of Roche Jean, and uh, and Roche Jean actually translate as Yellow Rock or Yellowstone. Uh, this is made by the um, Bozeman Distilling Company out of Bozeman, Montana, or Bozeman Spirits Distillery. And uh, this you can only find in Yellowstone Park. And so this is part of our road trip that Nathan and I went on. And I picked up this bottle from inside the gift Woo-hoo. shop at Yellowstone. It wasn't that expensive considering I live in Washington State and everything is stupid expensive when it comes to alcohol. Um, and honestly, I couldn't yep. I couldn't even tell you how much I paid for this. But it, it does say it's a rare find from Yellowstone. Um, it's nice kind of straw yellow color um yeah and it's where it says rock yellow is a name given to yellowstone by 18th century french fur trappers in 1790 so i'm gonna bust this open was it the same horny frenchman that named the green tetons (laughs) probably (laughs) they're huge (laughs) they look like giant boobies that's right uh, That's exactly how Frenchmen talk when they're exploring things. I heard about that. Um, I also, uh, it's got a beautiful bottle. It's got a couple Buffalo bonking heads. Um, I bought this and I bought the other one that we had. If you remember, I think we already tasted that one. The one from, um, oh, the grand Tetons, grand Teton distillery. And mm-hmm. I did a taste test with my dad and Max and they liked the Grand Teton one better than this, but this one is actually a very nice whiskey too. So let's give it a sniff and a taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a nice sweet bourbon smell. I mean, you just can't go wrong. It's just going to taste mm-hmm. like a nice whiskey. Yep. It's got a little rye in mm-hmm. there too. It, it almost smells like it's got a little, little bit of a minty smell on it as well. Do you know if it has rye in the grain bill? <clears throat> the mash bill? There is no mash bill to be said on this. Mm. 
It does say it's a blended whiskey aged a minimum cheers. of four months and distilled in Bozeman, Montana and Kentucky. So I think they sourced the, some of the whiskey too. Yeah. Let's cheers. Cheers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not getting it right this time. All right. Bottoms up. Ish. Hmm. Yeah. Sweet. It's just sweet. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like right. very standard whiskey. Yep. It's 80 proof. Tastes a little higher than 80 proof, um, but it's definitely sweet. Mm-hmm. It's one yep. that if if you like. It's a little bit hot, but yeah. Yeah. If you like sweet whiskeys, this one's for you. Uh, I'd put it over there like around the Jim Bean, Jack Daniels kind of sweetness. If I was really going to yeah. be put this on some kind of scale, but <clears throat> Um, yeah, there wasn't much to choose from in Yellowstone, of course. Um, there was lots of Bozeman distilleries and breweries and, and whatnot. Um, the only unfortunate thing, and it's not really an unfortunate thing because I had the time of my life with my son and it's just one of those rare things you get to do with one of your kids, uh, is do, you know, road trips, just kind of one-on-one and give them all your attention. But distilleries, I couldn't really go into with him. So I I would kind of have to Mm -hmm. find like a store that would sell something that's particular to that region that I can only get in that region um, or that part of the country. And I couldn't find it at home at a, at a total wine and more. Um, But we did a lot of breweries because kids are allowed in breweries. Um, So uh, again, this is just one that you can only get at Yellowstone. Um, I do encourage lots of people to take road trips into Yellowstone. It's beautiful. Um, it books up real quick, but if you can find like a really cool campground or something like that, you can, that you can car camp in. Um, it's really easy to do and it's a lot of fun and it's, it's not backwoodsy at all. It's it's very convenient if you have a family and you, you want to, you know, if you don't want to miss all the conveniences of, of, uh, modern day, uh, but it still feels, you know, like Starbucks. Yeah, but you can stop at places on the road and see waterfalls and beautiful scenery. You can see bears. There was bears all over the place. You can see buffalo, things you don't necessarily normally see. And, you know, we see bears here, but we don't get buffalo in Washington. So that was kind of cool. There's buffalo outside of Clay Ellum. Is there? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a buffalo farm. Now I sound like an ass. they're, They're made for eating. Now I sound like an ass. They don't naturally run wild in the. (laughs) (laughs) They're imported. Oh, imported. Not important. Imported. 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 Delicious. Yeah. Oh, I love. Yeah. Buffalo meat. Um, Are they bison? Buffalo meat. Do you like buffalo Bison and buffalo are the same thing. Aren't buffalo and bison the same thing? Yeah. (laughs) And there's the delay. I think it's bison farm on the thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I wanted it's to funny. play a game. If I, if I, no, sorry, there it is. <laughs> if I reset, if I restart the clean feed, clean feed yeah. it like does well for a few seconds, and then yeah. I don't know. I love going live. I love Whatever. doing this uh, in a live way because you know, geez, it's always unexpected. Um, so I wanted to play a game tonight to introduce our our balderdash topic tonight. Um, but first, Wait. our balderdash word of the night or oh, the yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, Does this one come from your paper roll? From my what? Toilet paper roll. Word of the day, butt wipe. <laughs> no, but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that, but maybe I should get some of that. 
Well, I use too many squares. It would just, I would run through it too quickly. It would just be a waste. Uh, the balderdash word of the episode is hoss hole. Hoss hole. H A W S E H O L E. Hoss hole. Yeah, that's when uh, one David Hasselhoff gets mad at a restaurant and yells at the waiter. There you go. He's being He's a, being a hosshole. Hosshole. That's good. I like that. You play Balderdash very well, John. That's good. <laughs> uh, stay until the end of the episode when Making I give you the up. actual definition of the word hosshole. 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 Is that a German toilet? <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a toilet in the floor where you poop? I see what you did there, though. Like, you you did the David Hasselhoff German. and German. Yeah, do. that's right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Germans love David uh-huh. Hasselhoff. <laughs> They certainly do. That's right. <laughs> he so brought down the wall. Yeah, that's right. He did. Him and the scorpions. Single-handedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the game I wanted to play tonight is something that you and I actually play quite well without realizing it. Um, our topic tonight is going to be on sense of humor. But what you and I do is we, we do a good, sometimes good improv. We play off what the other person's saying. And so this game is called Yes And. And how you play it is I'll say something and I'll throw it to you and you have to say yes and you have to add on to what I'm saying. Uh, the, what the thing you don't want to do is you don't want to say no or any kind of negative talk because it stops the conversation. So you want to keep okay. it going. Okay. So if I said something like, yes, uh, and. John, I want you to try this uh, really great whiskey. I just love it. Yes, and we should try it with some ice cubes. Yes, we should try it with ice cubes. And I have this cocaine. We should also snort that as well. Yes, cocaine's the best. And we should not tell our wives. Oh, I just did it. I did the thing. Sorry. I'm not very good at this. No, that's fine. You can say, and we should not tell our wives, because then I can go, yes, we should not tell our wives, because they would get really mad at us, and my wife would probably beat me. Does your wife beat you? <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> So this is a this this is an improv game, and this sucks, by the way, because of the delay. That I don't know how to get past that, but um, this is yeah, this is ruining a, it. Yeah, it is ruining it. It's four twenty. Uh, this is a uh, improv game that uh, people who do improv and stuff like that use in order to kind of warm up, and it it does a lot of things in in which you get to be creative because you have to be kind of quick uh, by saying yes. You're trying to be positive, and one of the acts that you want to do is you want to kind of uh, make the other person sound good, or by agreeing, you're giving their idea some importance, if that makes sense. So it's actually kind of a very uplifting game. So if you want to kind of – it's one of the ways in which you can kind of boost your humor as well is by you know finding a friend and just playing the the yes and game. Uh, you can even make it a drinking game if you're so inclined, in which uh, whoever wins doesn't have to drink or they have to pick the person who who drinks or whoever loses has to drink, and that could be fun as well. And that's just part of, you know, and, and, and when you play this game as well, I'll say, uh, you can get into conversations that are funny, but they're very awkward. 
Um, and that's kind of what we wanted to talk about tonight, which was having a sense of humor, uh, which is a very important thing. Cause I think, I think a lot of people are very serious or too serious. They take themselves too seriously. And, uh, yes. And, <laughs> and I'm right. <laughs> and I'm right. So, oh, is that where I'm supposed to start? No, no, we're, we'll just move on from that since the delay kind of kills okay. it, which sucks. Um, suck. Yeah, but so people who don't have a sense of humor, and and this this could be at us at any time. It doesn't mean that your entire personality is someone who lacks a sense of humor. Um, but they're usually really solemn people. They're overly serious. They're not really engaging in lighthearted or playful interactions. I don't know if you've ever met these people kind of downers when you talk to them <laughs> and maybe they're just having a yes. bad day. I'm, I'm familiar with a couple of people like that. <laughs> uh, people We're who not are really great friends. Yeah, no, it's hard to be friends with someone like that. Uh, literal mindedness. So someone who takes things very literally, uh, everything is, uh, they struggle to understand sarcasm or subtle jokes. I know someone like that. Uh, he's way too busy. To uh, be funny. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. That was subtle. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he's, he can be no fun. He actually, it's funny. Like he does have a, a very specific sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think his brain is going like, he gets so focused on his own things that he misses the other things that people are bringing up. Yeah, if you can get be. him focused. He actually has a really good sense of humor, but he's like going a million miles an hour in a different direction. Yeah, and he's not great at the engagement part. Yeah. Well, luckily not he to has. Say a, he's not a good human being. Yeah. No. 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 And luckily he has a, a a very super cool wife who is not like that. <laughs> so that helps him. <laughs> if you can get him laughing, he giggles like like he giggles. <laughs> he like gets this high pitched like. <laughs> yeah, it's so really funny. funny. He's also British and. Has that dry humor, I'm sure. As yeah. Well. Yeah. Just put on a little Monty Python and he'll have the giggles. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's not too bad. Uh, someone who lacks a sense of humor also has difficulty in social situations. Um, of course, humor humor is a social lubricant, much like a scotch yeah. ale or a whiskey. Uh, we engage mm-hmm. more with people who are funny. Or if they make us laugh, yep. it, uh, we let down our guard. Uh, people without a sense of humor tend to be very critical. And it's almost like they're looking for something to be judgmental about. And that's a habit. I don't think people necessarily mm-hmm. are that way naturally. I think they kind of learn that, how to be judgmental and overly critical. And, you know, like I'm a, I'm an okay driver. I wouldn't say I'm a great driver. I can be aggressive but if you were to listen to me inside my truck, uh, I am I'm basically Dennis from Always Sunny in Philadelphia screaming, get <laughs> fucked to every single person that's on the road because they are the worst. That somehow is not surprising. <laughs> but they can't hear me. I'm just frustrated because, because I don't want to get into it, man. I had like five drivers that just all got in my lane today and then decided they were just going to go slower than they were when they drove up to get in front of me. It's a nightmare. Mm. Could be me. I'm the asshole. Um, they also have a limited emotional range. 
so oftentimes people without a, without a great sense of humor, they have a narrow, narrower emotional range. They find it difficult to experience or express joy or laughter or, or amusement. Maybe they've had a really hard life. Um, so maybe they're not as emotionally <clears throat> intelligent, if that's even, I think that's how people determine how well-adjusted you are is by emotional intelligence. But, you know, maybe there's some mm -hmm. trauma in their life or something like that, or life's just really, really super hard. So it's hard for them to see humor in life. And mm -hmm. I, I think by the very nature of being alive, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I, I think you're right. Like people do, they respond to challenges in different ways. Um, and if you can learn to, to laugh when things go sideways, mm -hmm. it, it's like, it starts to put it in perspective. Like it's already gone sideways. What the fuck am I going to do? Mm -hmm. Like just move on. Yeah. Roll but it. if you dwell on it, I think people, I think some people are just taught to dwell on things and I'm a warrior. Um, and so I can see how somebody could fall into that and worry about everything all the time. And, like just have a negative response to things constantly, but it's like you meet that person that's like, oh god, you had your you had a layover. This happens with me because I travel oh, quite a bit these days. When they're like, oh, you had a, you had an extended layover, your plane was delayed, and my response is usually something like, it went by pretty fast because I got drunk. So all good, <laughs> that's fine. I didn't have anything else to do, and I had free drinks at the at the Sky Lounge. What? They kicked me out. That's how long I was there. I'd encourage a lot of people to go look up the Louis CK um, video on YouTube where he's being interviewed by Conan O'Brien and it's called everything is um, awesome and nobody's happy. And uh, he does a really good job of basically, you know, expressing like how awesome it is to live here, but everyone complains about the smallest things. Yeah. What are you so mad about? I don't want to do his bit. Because uh, that it never works nope. out when you do another comedian. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just called yourself a comedian. That's funny. I said when I do other. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Thank you. Uh, and then people who usually lack a sense of humor, shut up. Uh, have difficulty <laughs> coping with stress. Uh, so a lack of humor can make it harder to cope with stress or adversity. Um, yeah. humor helps us kind of elevate how we're feeling in that moment, trying to like, so this week I had a tenant in the building that I manage. He left the water on when he left, uh, for the day, for the night. And it wasn't until later when another guy who was working late got up and realized that there was water all over the floor because the sink had flooded. And he's on the fourth floor. And so all this water leaked down into the third floor and into the second floor. And so there's ceiling tiles that are wet that have crashed down on the ground, carpets that's wet, computers and monitors that were destroyed, wood that's warped. It's a big nightmare. That's what I came into on Tuesday. No, last Friday. It was last Friday. And, you know, as I'm talking to the guy and I'm cleaning everything up, so I get there really early Friday morning and I'm, I'm cleaning everything up and it's just a big mess. And I'm talking to the guy on the phone and he's like, oh man, that sounds really bad. And I was like, if your coworker did not realize at 10 PM, that's how long the water had been running for like hours that it was flooding up in your suite. Yes. This would have been terrible. Like mm -hmm. everyone would have had to move out of their suites. We would have had some water restoration mm -hmm. company come in. We would have had to tear sheetrock off. 
I mean, we would have had to tear carpet up. I mean, it would have been nasty. I said, but the blessing is, is that your, your guy was there and he turned it off. And so I was trying to give him like the worst case scenario and then put some humor mm-hmm. in it, you know, like, you know, make sure that he knew that this was, this could have been a lot worse and that could have been funny, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, this could have been a more of a comedy of errors and mm-hmm. that he shouldn't worry. And everyone so far has been really cool with it. So looking on That's that kind of side is I think important. It is. It absolutely is. I am. Um, I have a rest, a, um, a reputation for being able to handle difficult suppliers at work a lot that I work with are people that are just kind of challenging. And I think a lot of it is just because my sense of humor and the way I come at problems. Um, and I like, I think sometimes people like on the flip side of it, it's not that they don't have a sense of humor, but they, they, they don't necessarily use it to their advantage or use it in like what would be considered a serious conversation. Yeah. You know, like learn how to interject it to like, ease the tension or make it seem like it's not such a big deal. Like, especially when you work for an online furniture company, it's like, we're not saving lives if we're being honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, it, and uh, so like my suppliers that people are like, good luck. I mean, the one very specific one, he's like, we laugh all the time. We spend like 10 minutes catching up every call. Um, I call him out when he says something silly and, you know, I do, you know, like, uh, self-deprecating humor is can be good and bad if it's used right. Some people use it over the top, like yeah, like you're just putting yourself down constantly. But like, especially when it comes to your work, you're like, yeah, no guarantees this is going to work, but we'll see. We'll try it for the best. Yeah. Um. So I I get them laughing and then I get things done. That's good. So that's awesome. I don't know. I just I just I think people don't they. There's a lot of situations we've been trained where we're not allowed to use it. Yeah. And and I think we should like even in one of the the Trump court cases. There's like a thousand of them these days, but <laughs> one of them, the judge used like a Monty Python reference to to show a legal point, which I think is awesome. What was Why it? Why not? I didn't hear about this. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh. I think it was in the not the floor. I don't know which one it was, but he was like calling out the silliness of the the defending attorneys and used a Monty Python reference to to call it out. So it's, it was good. I just I appreciate that. A little bit of levity. Yeah. Shows the point. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, he used the parrot reference, apparently. Yeah, that's what it was. To for the Rico case, the Polly. Polly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good bit, by the way, if anyone's seen it. There was a every now and then you come in the tension, baby. Yeah. There's there's usually every now and then I come across a person in my real life that I think is has phenomenal comedic timing. And they just they their brain works in a different way that it's it's more tuned into the absurd. And there mm-hmm. was a, a a student that I taught at Shorewood. His name is Garrett, and just a just sweetheart guy. Um, still, even to this day, like he works at <clears throat> the place where I go to the. I don't want to call him out on everything, so people get you know start stalking him or something. But um, where we do World of Whiskeys here in Seattle, and and I always see him when he's there, and. Uh, we try to stay in touch and he has the best comedic timing, but more importantly, he knows when to be funny and when not to be, which is Mm -hmm. probably the most valuable thing that you could think of, honestly. So, uh, for sure. Yeah. I always like when Nathan, Nathan hasn't learned the tact yet of humor. Um, Mm -hmm. he says inappropriate things at inappropriate times. He's more of a Norm Macdonald 
um, at that than, than anything else. Um, and you heard he died of cancer, right? Norm MacDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I a, did. It was a tragedy. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like nine 11 tragedy, but you know, that was a tragedy. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I like Norm MacDonald. Yeah, but that was funny. A, it was a tragedy. You know, he had to walk through blood and blo- bones up to his ankle looking for his brother during 9-11. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, his brother was in northern Canada. What? Yeah. He was also extremely closeted homosexual. Did you know that about Norm McDonald? He denied it because he was closeted, but he was an extremely closeted mm-hmm. homosexual. Uh, anyways, so... Those were all Norm Macdonald jokes, by the way. That's how that's how terrible his his jokes were. That's they landed that way with certain people all the time. Yeah, just real bad. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> but Garrett was Garrett was spot on. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Garrett was so funny for his senior project. This is my favorite thing about him. For his senior project in high school, he dubbed over the Phantom Menace with his own voice every character. He went through <laughs> the entire Phantom Menace. And did character voices for every single person. <laughs> and so <laughs> for the, a lot of work. Yeah. For their senior trip, I took them out to desert air to my parents' house because it was just, it was basically, it was a class of all boys. So I said, let's go out there. And so I had a couple other chaperones help me and we went golfing. We had a great time golfing. Of course, Garrett wore like, like old fashioned early 1900s golf pants and hat and stuff like that. Cause he's funny. And we watched that video and I, it was so funny. <laughs> Every time the black bodyguard of uh, Padme would come on, his voice would be like, "Yeah, baby, we're gonna uh, we're gonna protect." Like he would do like that voice, <laughs> and we would start laughing, and he'd get so embarrassed because in his mind he thought that was funny. Like I'll do like you know I'll do like a stereotypical. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, so I appreciate good. I, I appreciate his humor, and he's still funny to this day when I talk to him. He's he's hilarious, but. Yeah. Um, humor, having a sense of humor is actually a very valuable thing that we can all have. And there's people that I enjoy listening to and I laugh hysterically every time I listen to them. Uh, one of those people is like Conan O'Brien. I love Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do too. Um, Tina Fey, her he writing. He does a good balance of the, of the, the self-deprecating humor too. Oh yes. He's very good at the self-deprecating humor. Yeah. That's I, he's so good at it. He like, he puts it in at just the right time, but it's also super smart, and it's, I like what he has to say. Yeah. If yeah, uh, if any listener is interested in in a funny podcast, uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. This is a really oh, yeah. good podcast. It's, it's so good. And um, one of my some of my favorites is always with um, uh, when it's when he's with uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short. Martin Short is phenomenal at playing the yes and. So if Conan mm-hmm. says something, Martin will always go in and it always ends up like being something like really mean to Conan. And of course, Conan <laughs> feeds off that. And so he'll continue it on. And it's hilarious. I, I cry laughing in the truck every time that I'm listening to to those guys. And uh, also the uh, late, great um, Pee Wee Herman. Um, he was mm-hmm. fantastic at improv. So if anyone's interested in that. Uh, but for our health, having a great sense of humor is really good for our health. And, um, one of the things is, uh, you know, being able to have some stress relief, like it's really hard to be sad or mad when you're laughing. Oh yeah. 
Uh, there's very few times that you can be sad and happy at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. One of the times, I'll, this is a great story. Uh, my grandpa, my grandpa, uh, Walt or Bud, um, he was a kind of a stoic guy. He's, you know, World War II Navy guy, you know, grew up in the Midwest on a farm. So picture that kind of mentality. And, uh, and he was a bit racist as well. He would, he would, he would say some racist things every now and then that if he was alive today, he'd be like grandpa. But even then I didn't even know what he was saying. I was like, okay. Um, but he would just spout off some stuff. I remember as a kid, just hearing some stuff from him. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, Oh my God, grandpa was racist. And we were watching steel magnolias. And do you remember the part where spoiler alert, if anyone's never seen this 30 year old movie, um, Julia Roberts character dies and mm-hmm. they're at the funeral and Sally field is Julia Roberts mom in the movie. And she's crying and she's complaining like, why couldn't it be me? You know, I'm not supposed to outlive my children and she's going on and on. It's a very, very emotional, like everyone's crying. So I remember li- sitting in my parents' living room, they're watching this movie on VHS and my grandpa's crying. I've never seen this man cry and he's crying and then Olivia Dukakis like grabs, um, oh, I forget her name. She's like some new age guru and lady. And he, anyway, she grabs her and says, hit her, hit her because Sally Fields character is like, I just want to hit something. I'm so mad. I just want to hit something. <laughs> and my grandpa with tears running down his face. I mean, he, I mean, he had a heart condition, so we were all a little worried, but he was laughing so hard at that scene and it's one of those moments where the writing was spectacular so was the acting but where he was sad and happy and it it relieved that stress that you're feeling that emotional toil that you're in trying to you know as as a parent having a kid who dies before you and their whole life's ahead of them and and mm-hmm. then that laughter just seemed to elevate the whole thing where you just you're still sad of the scene but like it felt like a relief came over you it was, mm-hmm. it was very interesting scene it's oh, yeah. one of my favorites that's like um like when you go to a funeral and and somebody says something like they bring up a story or they say something about the person that died that like that's that comic relief like i love those moments the real moments is something that's great about the person not like being mean to them unless they're a real mean son of a bitch and then everyone knows it so we laugh because it's true but like there's stories about it. i remember this time or whatever like those are the best moments yeah. Like we don't need to sit around being somber. And I don't know a single person on this planet that wants everyone to just sit around and cry. And those are, if there are those people, which I sure I'm sure do exist. They're not my friends. Yeah. Because I know when I die, I don't want, I mean, people will cry <clears throat> at least like two people, maybe, maybe three. But when, when you guys go to celebrate my life, yes. Uh, you should be laughing your ass off. Yeah. Cause we've had some times and there's some stories and yes, you know, even if I died tomorrow, I've had a great life. It's been a challenge and it's been really high and really low, but like there's been some nonsense built in there. And that's what I want you to remember. Yeah. Like look back at me and smile. Yep. Smile with tears in your eyes. Fine. But yep. look back and smile. It's a good attitude. That's, that's the best way. <clears throat> that's the best way. Um, well, it also like leads into the, like, and we've talked about death before, but not taking for granted today yep. and knowing that it could be all over. Yeah. And so enjoy it. Like don't, don't, uh, don't wait till next year. Do it now. Is it really worth Whatever being this is. upset about right now? I mean, can you find mm-hmm. any levity in it? Yeah, for sure. You know, 
Uh, so not only does it relieve stress and of course, then, like you said, it, it improves mood, you know, I mean, who wants, who goes to a funeral and if, you know, they can't walk away being super sad if they've, you know, found funny in it or remember the fun times or the, you know, funny times or, you know, the, the great times that you had with people. So it improves your mood by having a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, even at my mom's funeral or, you know, my cousin, was just bawling and she was saying all the most nonsensical stuff. I took a moment uh, to, (laughs) (laughs) this is bad of me. I did this, I did this for myself and it it might've been cruel. So my mom had breast implants and I didn't know this until, until she was in the hospital and I looked at her, my chart because she gave us permission to look at her chart. It's the best. And and I noticed that she had (laughs) said breast augmentation (laughs) And I remember sitting there looking at her and then looking down at her chart and I looked at her and she was in the emergency room at this time. This is when she first went to the hospital and she kind of freaked out. She goes, what, what? And I said, did you get a boob job? <laughs> and, and granted, she's 74 years old at this moment and, and she'd got him when she was in her 40s. So I had no idea. I wasn't, I never, who thinks about their mom's boobs in any shape, way or form pervert. And <laughs> she looked at me and she goes, did one of the nurses tell you that? And I said, no, it's right here on your chart, past surgeries, breast augmentation. And she goes, well, it was a birthday gift to myself when I was 40. And I said, okay, okay. Right. And uh, I kind of let it go. Um, but my time was up. And so I went out and I gave the visitor badge to my brother, <laughs> but I put it, I remember I took it off and I put it on his chest and I held my hand on his chest and I looked at him. And I said, did you know your mom had a boob job? And he looked at me and my dad is standing right next to him. And he looks at my dad and my dad just kind of went, like shrugged. (laughs) Of course he did. And so my brother went in there. So my mom told me that a friend of the family, after she got her boob job, uh, wanted to see them because she was thinking about getting a boob job too. So I was maybe 13. So this is like early 90s. And... And she said she ended up getting a boob job, her friend. Well, her friend was at the funeral. And I remember just being (laughs) just so bored. This might be mean. And I went up to her and I said uh, to my mom's friend, I said, I said, oh, I got to tell you the funniest story. And I I told her the story that I just told you. And I told her and, and I said, can you believe that? And her eyes got as big as dinner plates. And she said, did she really? And I said, yeah. And part of the story is that my mom let her touch them so she could see how real they felt. She knew, (laughs) but she didn't want to admit she also had a boob job. It's because I don't think her kids know either. (laughs) And so her eyes were like really big. She goes, are you kidding me? Like she totally played it off. And I just sit there and I went, yeah, she had a boob job. Can you believe she hit it? (laughs) Oh, so silly. It made me laugh on my mom's funeral day. So. Yeah. Um, and that's good. Helped, we need those moments. Yeah, that helped my mood. Um, social bonding. I talked about this already. When we laugh together, we bond together. Mm-hmm. Uh, True story. And if you think about this world that we're living in right now and all the things that we can disagree on, humor might save us. You know, and I think, I think, you know, over the last few years when things seemed kind of dark and polarizing, humor, humor has kind of bonded us. People can find, Mm -hmm. if you can find humor in things or find someone has a similar sense of humor, uh, you're bonded. You just bonded. 
You're supposed to say yes and add to that. Yeah, yes and. Jesus, John, what's the most important thing about what's the most important thing about comedy, John? Timing, Timing. exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Sorry, I fucked it up again. (laughs) Yes, and shame on you. Yes, and. No, I think that's something that you and I bonded over pretty early on is like, we like to laugh together. I mean, and and we have serious discussions and sometimes they get heated, but like at the end of the day, we know we love each other and we have a good time. Part of that good time is we just giggle a lot. Yeah, we're silly. Silliness. Yeah, we're silly. A lot. I think we think more alike than, than, you know, than we disagree about anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, like we think a lot, a lot alike in the things that matter and we disagree on conspiracy theories, which don't matter because they're just theories. You're warming up. You're warming up. <laughs> You've changed, man. <laughs> you do inject it's not my fault. Uh, you're wrong. More of Alex Jones vitamin D serum into your veins when you're not looking. Well, no, I don't. I don't really like injecting things, but I do really like <laughs> exposing my nutsack to red light therapy <laughs> for testosterone. I had a moment in the office today that uh, I, it took me a minute to think about if I should actually do this, but I grabbed a, I grabbed a coffee mug from the cabinet and two of my coworkers were in there and the guy, he, uh, who was right next to me, he goes, Hey, that's my Christmas mug. You like my Christmas mug? And what I was going to do, I was going to put a, some of this Kirkland mixed nuts in the, in the cup and eat them out of the cup. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just love putting my nuts in your cup as I'm pouring the nuts <laughs> in there. <clears throat> and the other woman that works in my office, she's sitting at the table in the in the break room, and she just starts laughing. But I said it not in a way where I was like, yeah, I like putting my nuts in your – I just said, yeah, I like putting my nuts in this cup. And no, Not uh, sensual, just matter of fact. Right. I was just trying – I knew what I was saying. Oh yeah, and then she How started. She started laughing, and I just slowly like looked over at him as he's just staring at me with his like, "Really? Did you just say that?" It was good. It's really good. Love it. Uh, so having a sense of humor can uh, have some conflict resolution. It can diffuse tense situations. We've already talked about that. It can ease conflict. You know, if do you Biden- think humor, do you think humor would fix Gaza? Yeah, I think if Biden was a funnier person. If he fell down some more stairs like Chevy Chase or something like that and played it off, I think we could have peace in the Middle East. Well, so like, I know I know you don't like the Young Turks, uh, but Anna Kasparian, Kasparian, mm-hmm. Kasparian, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Well, she actually is like, I wish Trump would just like give up on politics and go on tour. Mm-hmm. She's like, some of the shit he says is really funny. I think that's <laughs> like, part of the charm of Trump. Yeah, you could he say, like says all these random weird things. He some, when he's being serious, he's hilarious. the worst. But there's like times when he says things that are just like, what, what are you talking about? When he digs and makes Nick, you know, the, the nicknames he creates for the, his opponents. I mean, he's funny. He's like a comedian and he knows that. That's yeah. part of his Well, there, But there charisma. are times when you, there are times with that guy where you're like, this guy's kind of a dodo too. Like, I don't like, sometimes he's pretty funny, but then there's like, like, he he's funny when he's like intentionally self-deprecating or he's like poking a little bit of fun, but then he like, when he gets serious about himself, he comes across as just a moron. Yeah. Like when he's like, when he's like, I, I know all the best words. I have all the best words. I know all the words. 
And the the longest word in that statement is four letters. Yep. <laughs> or five letters. Yeah. Like, like you just you don't even understand the irony of what you're saying right now. You're bragging about how many words you know. He's super funny. I think <laughs> he's like I a, think he's hilarious. I don't yeah, take him seriously. I just think he's he, funny. And he, and he shouldn't be running the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not that Biden should be either. <laughs> I mean Sleepy fuck. Joe. There was a funny um speaking of humor and politics, there was a funny um I don't know if it's Instagram or somebody posted it. It was something like, like we, we won't allow people over 80 to, or people over 80 are being work discriminated against because they're no longer competent or have the skills to be able to do these jobs. And so they're having a hard time being employed, except that a hundred percent of the people, um, running for the president of the United States are yeah. over 80. Yeah. So we'll put them, we'll make them president. Yep. The most important job, arguably in 70, our country. But I mean, yeah, but yep. yeah, I don't know that I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Why would we do that? I what is know. wrong with us? I don't know. Uh, Shit don't make no sense. Yep. Yep. And well, and this is, and this is where we need to find the sense of humor about it. Like it's, mm-hmm. if, if anyone listens to like a uh, comedian, Shane Gillis, he talks about like how, you know, shootings are not funny, but there has been a funniest shooting ever, you know? So it's like, he's like, no, no shooting is funny, but there probably was a shooting that was like the funniest of all the shootings that could happen. And it's like when the guy, sh- like when the guy shot himself trying to pose his dog with his rifle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. Or like, you, I'm sorry. Yeah. Or, you know, he was like, who would be, I always think about like, who would be the funniest president ever shot? Like, how would that go? And it it's a great bit. Everyone should check it out. I'm not doing it. Who would it be? I'm not that kind of comedian. <laughs> well, what if it was, like, if you could pick a person to be president and then if they got shot, it, they would make jokes about it. Who would that be? Uh, definitely Trump. <laughs> oh, you're talking, like, actual people for candidates. I was thinking, like, Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura? Yeah, he would make fun yeah. of it. Yeah, he would, think yeah, he would make fun of it. He's kind of a wacko these days, too. Yeah, he's funny. But yeah, uh, so I feel that, like I feel like um, ah, uh, God, sorry. Okay, move on. I forgot okay. a name. <laughs> <laughs> Having a sense of humor also uh, helps with creativity and problem solving because humor humor kind of s- stimulates creativity, helps you think outside the box, helps you kind of be uh, quick, quick with your thinking, so you're not overthinking a thing. You're trying to hurry mm-hmm. up and come up with a solution. Um, so having a sense of humor can kind of help with creativity, helps you think about what would be funny. What am I looking for? So sometimes when I go out, um, and shooting with street photography with my camera, not a gun, um, not people, not people. I don't go in the street, maybe people shoot people. I've said that to someone recently. I think it was our carpenter or the guy that was doing the remodeling. He was working a weekend. He goes, Oh, where are you going? I was like, I'm going to go out in the street and shoot people. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, with my camera. And he went, oh, <laughs> I was like, whoops. Like, cause you know, it's the same. So he, um, so anyways, so it helps you with creativity. So I started thinking about like, okay, when I go down to the farmer's market and I'm looking for pictures, like what would be funny? Like I'm trying to look for humor maybe today. Like, so today I'm only going to look for, you know, maybe a dog's doing something funny or wrapping the owner's legs up or, you know, those kind of things I'm kind of thinking about and looking for. 
um, and trying to, you know, boost some kind of creativity. As I go through some of my old photos, especially during Halloween, you know, people wear funny costumes. So I'm always trying to look for like a funny thing there or um, I'm just trying to be creative. And sometimes creativity mm-hmm. comes out of having a sense of humor. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I uh, I think my my personal brand of comedy is along the lines of saying the unexpected or like the things people won't say. Oh, and yeah. sometimes after I say it, I regret saying it. Yep. So it's a, it's a hard line to to follow. Where you're like, oh, I think I really just offended some people. Oh well, fuck it. But that's part of comedy it's- too. Is is the is laughing at the offensive. <clears throat> yeah. And there is that like opposite side of it where it's like, you can't tell the difference between a joke and real life. Yeah. Like settle down, stop taking things so seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like I love the videos of the hecklers that show up to, to comedy shows and they get offended. It's like, yes. it's a comedy show. You know what? You don't like it. Just leave. Comedians Just get up and leave. Love the hecklers that are, <laughs> I know because they get to start playing off of them. Like, here's an example. It Let's is. go. It's like, you're, you're going to try to go head to head with somebody who does this for a living and think you're going to win. You, you yeah. like, you have so much hubris that you think you're going to be able to like improv this guy to death or prove your point and make him look silly. No, you're going to look like an ass yeah. every time. That's what this person does for a living. Yep. Yeah. In my public speaking classes, I learned uh really quick and it was, it was actually part of the public speaking classes that I took was uh, the person with the microphone always wins. They always win. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they have the power. They already have the audience. The audience is there to hear them. Mm -hmm. They have most of the audience Mm -hmm. already on their side. Like you have to work really hard to, to turn the audience on the person with the microphone. So if you're in a comedy club and they're, they're Mm -hmm. quick and they're funny, you're going to be destroyed (laughs) in no time whatsoever. Yeah. You will be destroyed. Yeah. The entire crowd's going to be against you. Yep. Uh, humor for, just keep your mouth shut and leave. Yeah. Having a sense of humor is, is often used as a coping mechanism by a lot of people in difficult and painful situations. Um, you know, and actually a lot of comedians when, when they're being interviewed, you know, they used humor because they were being bullied or maybe home life wasn't great. And so they found a sense of humor as a coping mechanism to get through those hard times that something that, you know, instead of killing myself, I'll just try to make, light of this or be funny. And, and honestly, if you get people to laugh, that's kind of an addictive feeling because you kind of, mm-hmm. you've emotionally manipulated them to like you for something you said. And that can be yeah. very addictive as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, communication. Um, I, as a, someone who's, who's preached many a sermons, um, I know that using humor in a sermon uh, or in public speaking situations is an important part of it. Uh, but you can go too funny and you lose the message or not funny at all. And you lose the audience. You bore them to death. So having what some would be an example of, of too funny. <clears throat> oh, everything's a joke. Like in a ser- like, like in a sermon. Oh yeah. It's just like nonstop jokes. Yeah. You're just, yeah. What you're, you, it becomes obvious that you're looking for attention for yourself rather than, Humor should be used to drive a point rather than have mm-hmm. it make you special. Does that make sense? So if I'm yeah. if I'm doing a sermon on I don't know faith or something like that and I I use a, a funny line or a joke or some kind of quip or whatever to 
emphasize a, a part of faith, that's good. People laugh, they're mm-hmm. engaged, you know, it kind of, it makes the endorphins go. So they want to continue to listen basically. Mm-hmm. But if I'm just telling joke after joke after joke, I'm really trying to make myself important and the message mm-hmm. is lost. Have you ever met someone like that? <clears throat> yes. Yes. It's hard to be around. Yes. I thought the pastor basically wanted to be a self-help funny guru. Like he loved it when people laughed at, at his jokes rather than actually being lifted by the message. Mm-hmm. Like there's a balance. There certainly is a balance. Like, yeah. like, I know I can think of one person very specifically that just felt like no matter what conversation you're trying to have, they were trying to tell you a joke. Yeah. Like Painful. that was it. And yeah. And like, come on, man. Like, I just want to know where to put the garbage can. Why is that a joke? Just like, seriously. At your it. mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad. This person was like a one liner, like a bun up ching kind of guy. Yeah. Like just like. He had his recycled jokes. He spent enough time. You've heard them all. Yep. But it was jokes. like nonstop. And so it's like, especially when it's somebody that you want to connect with, it, it's like this person has put up a wall and you can't connect with them because it's all of these superficial, like barrier shields that they put up all the way around them. And you're never actually able to connect with them. So in that case, humor is like a super negative. Yep. It's hiding something. Yeah. It doesn't give you the opportunity to be a part of their life. There you go. I use humor, like I'll I'll use dad jokes with my kids, knowing that the first time they'll think it's funny because they haven't heard it, but knowing that Mm -hmm. the fifth time they hear it, I am being ironic with it, and I know that they're going to be annoyed. And my purpose is to annoy them. Yeah, 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 exactly. When they're like, uh, "Oh, you got a haircut? I got them all cut." Yeah, yeah. Which ones? My dad said that to me all the time. He said, "Oh, which ones?" He said, "Where were you?" And I said, "I got my haircut." And he'd always say, "Which ones?" I go, classic oh. dad. Ooh. And that's the point. You're, you're hoping for the groan. That's not a laugh. Yes. Joke. Yep. That's a groan joke. Like you get the endorphins. The other person is now annoyed with you. Uh huh. But deep, but inside, like, I know that they, that they do this, like, ugh. like yeah. Kate does this, but he's like, because of the nature of his personality, he's really bad at hiding his emotions. Yeah. And so I'll do the dad jokes and he'll give me that look that like, <laughs> but like, but he's smiling. Like he's like, that was terrible. Yeah. Plus I and know sometimes it's he'll even tell me. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes he'll tell me, he's like, that was, that was really bad dad. Yeah. Like, I know. I, <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> and I've used, I've said it like 10 times before and you give me the same response every time. And I love it. I'm never going to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I, if I go to work with a haircut, someone always says in the office, cause it's a small office. And I said, Oh, you got a haircut. And I said, yep, I got my hair's cut. I always say hair's cut. I just say hair's cut. <laughs> haircut is weird. If you really think about that word, it's haircut. It's hair's cut. I got my hair's cut. Well, I guess if you just find, if you define it, like (laughs) this is your hair, kind of like my hair, these are deer. What's the plural for, for hair? Hair. Hair is plural for hair. What's the, what's the, what's, what's the singular for hair? What's the plural for deer? Uh, I don't know. Deer. I'm going to ask what's <laughs> plural for deer. <clears throat> the plural for deer is also deer. <laughs> there you go. See weird English oh, language. Why would you do that depend, to me? Depending on context, the plural form of hair can be hair or hairs. Yep. It's singular when it refers to entire head of hair. 
the plural is hairs when referring to individual oh. strands of hair. Sorry, my non-English speaking people who. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so funny. English um, language is funny. Not even proper English. Like our English language is pretty fucked up. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, even there, like uh, with communicating. So that's what's really important is people who are scared of public speaking or talking to large groups, throw some humor in there. Even if it's your humor, even if it doesn't land, that's okay. Someone in that audience will probably get it. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, like a show that's really good about this is like 30 rock. If you watch 30 rock, um, the character of Liz lemon throws out jokes that never land, but it's funny Mm -hmm. because they don't land. Because they're so awkward. Yes. And and if you like that kind of humor, you'll get it. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, sure. There's health benefits for a sense of humor. We got to wrap this up. So I'm going to go through a couple of these. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Studies show that laughter can have positive effects on our physical health, can boost the immune system, lower blood pressure, improve cardiovascular health. Why not just laugh? Find some funny stuff. Um, it makes you more relatable to people. Makes you like more of a, you know, common person, you know, and every person so that people can, you know, they'll feel more relaxed around you. They're, you're more relatable if you're funny. And then, of course, humor is enjoyable. Watch, watch anything and, and any kind of comedy skit. And even if it's, even if it's, uh, very cutting edge, like anything Dave Chappelle can be very, very cutting edge and polarizing. If you don't have a sense of humor or you can just laugh that even you're laughing that you can't believe he just said that Bill Burr is another one that I can't believe Mm -hmm. he said that. Like when Bill Burr went on Saturday night live and he was talking about the black live matters protest and he said, and then white women with their Uggs stepped over the whole thing (laughs) and now they're in charge of black lives matter. And how dare you? I mean, that polarizing part there where he could have, really been canceled, but he really kind of spoke some truth. That was funny. That's, that's a great joke. It's really Mm -hmm. good. His abortion joke is, is really funny as well. Um, (laughs) not in the way that you think anyways, uh, how do we become more humorous? Find funny things, watch funny things, expose yourself to humor, you know, just really envelope yourself into comedies stop watching the dramas that make you cry or the action movies that make you tense you know find some humor find some comedies that are really really great and there's some fantastic ones out there um i think most of my childhood in the 90s were adam sandler films and as stupid as they were there was some great lines out of that one of my favorite movies actually is tommy boy Uh, that probably says a lot more about, about me than anything else but Tommy Boy is one of my favorite quotable movies, even to this day. It's just, <laughs> it's so good. Um, observe others that have a great sense of humor. If you know someone that gets lots of laughs, pay attention. Why do they get a lot of laughs? It's good advice. You know, what, what makes it funny? What are they saying? What kind of timing do they have? You know, comedians study comedians. You know, what is Steve Jobs saying? First you steal, then you improvise, you know? So what makes their comedy work and how can you improve on it? How can you improvise on it? Uh, Practice wordplay. You know, uh, one of my favorite things that the kids and I used to do is I would, I would purposely mishear them. 
So if they were telling me a story about their day, I would purposely mishear them and make up a whole another funny thing. And we would all laugh because I purposely misheard them. Well, that's like the, the bit from, from the Goonies when he's like, booty traps. You mean booby traps? That's what I said. said. Booby traps. Yeah, exactly. It's a classic. Very classic. It's a good one. Uh, find booty, the funny in, traps. Find the funny in everyday life. If something goes wrong in your life or something's not working out, think about the most absurd worst scenario that could happen from that thing, and just try to play it out in your head. I know we all have shower thoughts where, if we're in a tense situation or if we're, you know, in a life, we we think about how a meeting's going to go or something like that. Imagine it going so absurdly wrong that it would just be the most hilarious thing that you've ever seen or awkward. Even people find awkward think about things that in the shower. I'm mostly touching myself. <laughs> That's the point of a shower. It's just to rub yourself down with some slippery substance. Good Lord. So nice. I'm never showering in your house ever again. Uh, shout out to Adam, by the way, he joined the chat a little bit ago and I just noticed. So I apologize, Adam, for not noticing sooner. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Adam. We appreciate it. I'm asking him if he has shower thoughts about me. Oh, uh, Adam's interview. Uh, I did an interview with Adam episode 60 and, uh, fabricating Adam. If anyone's interested, go find that episode. Adam is actually a very fascinating, interesting and funny person himself. And, uh, a unique Mm -hmm. person that I'm lucky to know. Yeah. Properly Uh, good human being. Yeah. He's a really good human being. Uh, self deprecating humor is very important. Yep. And you and I do this all the time. We comment on how chubby or fat or round faced <laughs> or dumb we are all the time. Well, you know what season we just got into? We're in fat kid weather. Oh, yeah, we are. This is when I get to bundle up and eat candy. Well, like here, it's like <laughs> 60 degrees and I'm like, great, I can finally wear a t-shirt without sweating. Oh. <laughs> I'm just look hot all the time. <laughs> Fat kid weather. Fat kid weather. Or as they as as they call it in New England, sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Uh learning to laugh at yourself goes hand in hand with self-deprecating humor. Not taking yourself too seriously. Um practicing timing is also really, really important as well. Crucial in comedy. So learning when to say the funny thing, learning when to drop the joke. And when to not to. Yep. When to fold them. Um, Mm -hmm. Having anecdotes. You know, think about stories in your life that were pretty funny and uh, being able to share those stories. And, you know, honestly, there's nothing wrong with a little embellishment. There really isn't, especially if no one was there. I think it's uh, I think it's funny when uh, people go to new places where no one knows them and they just make up stories about themselves. I always think those stories are the best. Um. (laughs) You know, stay current is one of the options here too. You know, think about current events and pop culture and what could be funny about them um, or try to. And that kind of helps, even though there are serious things going on in this world. I'm not saying don't think about things that are serious in this world, but think about maybe what the funny side would be. I always think gays for Palestinians is pretty damn funny. That's like the funniest thing to me. And whenever anyone brings up the whole Palestinian Israel thing lately, I go gays for Palestine. That's just kind of how I leave a room. Uh, Join social groups. That's funny. No agenda meetups is a great way to meet people who are 
uh, funny and, uh, and maybe share the same thing. If you listen to no agenda, like I do, I've, I've gone to many meetups and they're, they're pretty fun to go to. Adam says, uh, I asked him if he had too many, if he has shower thoughts and he said, don't clean too much. It might go off. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what John was talking about. If if you shake it three times, you're playing with it. That's right. Don't shake it too much. And then, uh, finally, anyone who's ever, anyone who's ever played cards against humanity, that's a good place to like, like, if you don't think you're very funny, perfect. That's a really great place to like learn what your lane is. Yes. What, like your sense of humor and how to present it. Yep. German, um, like German the best part about cards you have humanity. <laughs> the best part about that game for me is that it's like it's much less about your sense of humor and more about the person you're playing to, which is the important part of comedy. It's like yes. who's your audience? Yep. So you start to learn like the people who win at that game <laughs> recognize their audience and know what they think is funny and then yep. they feed on that. Yep. So like you get somebody super serious that love politics, like Paul. Okay, that's that's what we're going to clue into. Or somebody yep. who's very much into social issues, that's where we're going to clue into. Somebody who just thinks like sex and corn dogs is the best thing ever. That's me. Uh, <laughs> that's what you go into. It's my favorite card is a corn dogs card. The corn dogs card. Have, yeah, I don't have to win. <laughs> I, I don't have to win. I just like playing it. Actually, that's that. What you just said, I think, was perfect. If you feel like you lack a sense of humor, get some friends over, have some libations, preferably oh, I yeah. would suggest some bourbon libations, uh, some beer libations, go to a, maybe a brewery, bust out the cards for humanity and, and just don't be afraid of what you come up with and just find mm-hmm. out what hits and what doesn't hit. You can learn a lot about people. Uh, oh yeah. Dana Joe has a very wholesome sense of humor is how I would mm-hmm. put her sense of humor. So I love watching her blush at most of the things that come up <laughs> in cards against humanity. And I appreciate that about her, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but uh, it's pretty funny. That's why we don't watch too it's many shows funny. together. Like she'll never watch always sunny in Philadelphia with me. She just, <laughs> none of that would land with her. It really wouldn't. But uh, Seinfeld, she thinks is hilarious. Uh, you know, it's, there's certain shows that we watch and, and she'll laugh, but she, would. does she like scrubs? Uh, I think she found some of it funny. I can't remember. There's not too many comedies that she'll watch. Like she loves like when Harry met Sally and stuff like that. Mm, okay. So, so, you know, her humor, I have never been able to, I love her. She is my soulmate. Uh, she is my everything, but her and I do not share the same sense of humor, which is fine. Because my children and I do, they don't share it with her either. <laughs> so, uh, so some people laugh, and uh, but you know, I make her laugh every now and then, and that's funny, and uh, and that makes me feel good. But we don't share the same sense of humor. So when we watch certain things, I know, I know that she won't find it funny. She'll find it gross or disgusting or too embarrassing. Obnoxious. Yeah, and Nathan suffers a little bit from this too. Like if anything's cringy. Like Nathan's Nathan says himself, he suffers from secondhand cringe. If something is so awkward and so cringe, he can't watch it because he feels it. He feels it so deeply that he's like, I can't watch this. I can't do it. And that's, that's the other thing too, is, is, you know, experiment, you know, just go out there and experiment, find a sense of humor. 
If you feel like you're being really angry and upset about a certain thing that's going on in the world and it's just consuming your mind, try to look at something or go listen to someone that is putting a humorous twist on it that can help also help you kind of think about maybe situations outside of the thing that you're thinking about. Like I listen, but make sure you put a raincoat on. Yeah. (laughs) If you're going to experiment, wear a raincoat. Weird. That's gross. Gallagher. A Jimmy hat. Yeah, if what? you're gonna experiment. Gallagher, do you remember Gallagher? He smashed the one. Oh, I do mind. remember Gallagher. Uh so like I'll find, you know, there's lots of comedians that are not Christian, and I will listen to them only f- to hear them talk about how absurd Christianity is. And there are things in Christianity, especially Western Christianity, that is absolutely absurd, and I think it's funny too. So yeah, I don't there take was one it today so that- seriously that I can't listen to it. Like, I love these moments. These are some of my favorite, favorite call out moments. It's the Christians, they just like bring it on themselves because mm-hmm. they can be so yeah, uh, counter to their own thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so he asked somebody if they believed in gay marriage and they were like, absolutely not. And he's like, because of Le- Leviticus, whatever. Um, and they're like, yes, absolutely. And then he says, well, Leviticus says that uh, you should not eat or touch pork. Um, do you ever eat pork? And then the, the guy's like, no, I don't believe in gay marriage because yes, that Bible verse in the same book says, don't eat pork. It's unclean. Do you ever eat pork? And the guy gets this big shitty and grinny. He's like, oh yeah, tons of it. <laughs> it's like, do you not, do you not see the kind yeah. of hypocrisy that you're talking about? Yeah. Like you're picking and choosing what is right and what's wrong. Like you love bacon, so it's okay, but you don't love dicks. So yeah. we're not going to go that way. I, I listened to one comedian. Uh, he said, he said, he said, yeah, I think I think homosexuality, I think just, oh, just two gay men is just disgusting. And everyone kind of went, oh, like that. He was a comedian. And he says, no, 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 not for the reasons that you think. No, he says, I, I, I really don't like, you know, looking at, you know, gay stuff. And everyone was like, oh. And he's like, well, no, 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 not, th- not because of what you think, because it's disgusting. And everyone laughed because he's obviously being funny about it. He's being... He's being so over the top about it is basically what is. See, this is why yeah. I shouldn't tell other people's jokes because I, I ruin them every time. No, you just offended our audience member. <clears throat> no, they know me. You know me. <laughs> they know you're a total homophobe. Yep. Yes. And I yeah. hate all <laughs> races except my own. I'm an equal opportunity hater. Yeah. I don't discriminate in who I hate. I hate <laughs> everyone. All right. I'm glad you said that. So that's going to be our opening for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's everyone good, gets an idea. Of, stop. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, everybody. We should have an episode one time called Fuck You, I'm Right. <laughs> that's every episode. Fuck you, I'm right. And that's the Scotch Ale talking. Uh, yes, tonight, that was the old chub. Scotch Ale from Oscar Blues Brewery. That's an 8%er and a 12 fluid ounce. Uh, we also enjoyed, it's really long, I'm going to turn that down a little bit more, the Roche Jean uh, Bozeman Distilling Whiskey from Yellowstone that I brought back. And you can't have it anywhere else unless you go into Yellowstone. So, neater, neater, neater. Both were delicious. Very nice. They weren't bad drinkable and we've had some bullshit on this uh, podcast yeah we have so we know what's good and what's bad you don't we do 
No, we no we don't. <laughs> I mean, we know what we think is good or bad. And the uh, balderdash word for the night was Haas hole, which John thought was a German toilet, or David Hasselhoff uh, being an asshole, when, basically. Yeah, when David Hasselhoff is a jerk, he's being a hassle. Yeah, hassle. Yeah. So you're wrong on both counts, but those were great answers. Oh, shocker! Yeah, hassle is an opening in the bow of a ship through which a cable or bow? a hawser really a bow is passed. The bow of what's a, a ship, mother <laughs> trucker. The bow of a ship in which a cable or a Hosser is passed, usually with an anchor. <laughs> that is what a hoss hole That's is. That's called a hoss hole? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Who knew? There Who you go. Knew? A lot of people probably. Now you Not can me. be a scurvy sailor and talk like mm-hmm. one too. That's right. Eat uh, your oranges. That's right. This is a value for value podcast, but more than Satoshis or money, which we would appreciate. Uh, we want your comments and your feedback and your phone calls. All of those things so we can connect with those that listen. John and I want to know who's listening. We want to connect with you and uh, start a little community here because connection is protection as Adam And Curry. your corporate sponsorship. We don't want your corporate fucking sponsorship. I we don't do. want that. I do. Yep. That John H guy at hotmail.com. You can send all okay. your sponsorship stuff to that guy. Just like the song, I want money. Yeah. Lots and lots of money. I want the pie in the sky. I want to be rich. rich. <laughs> Richard. Uh, I'm Wes Olson. I'm Johnny Harrison. And you've been listening to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Thank you for those that were listening live. You can listen to us live whenever I put it out and the live tag on Fountain FM. Good night, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.